I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome back to the Growth Vault podcast. Oh, man. I hope you're ready to dig in. Uh, We're going to do some heavy mental lifting today, uh, talking about some things that could change your life, change your uh, business, change your profit, the bottom line, change your family tree. It might sound dramatic, but I'm being serious. I'm <laughs> literally being serious is how do we break free from uh, imaginary constraints that we put on ourselves regarding pricing? And that's what we're talking about. We have a four-part series. This is part three, talking about pricing with my good friend, Kevin Dabrowski. Uh, just a phenomenal guy. If you haven't listened to the first two um, interviews with him, uh, make it happen. Make it happen. This is not just a normal kind of series where I'll give you a couple good quick tips. This is something you really need to sit down and wrap your head around. Uh, it, it's just huge. So Kevin, with that being said, what are we going to talk about this time? We're going to talk about what mindset and pricing, right? Mindset. That's it. Mindset's Mindset. a loaded word, right? Because everybody thinks, you know, Tony Robbins and gurus and all this woo-woo stuff is for the birds. You know, a lot of people that are blue-collar entrepreneurs, they think, you know, that stuff's not important, right? And I know that that's not true. I know that it's everything, actually. The mindset is the foundation of all success, actually. Um, what would you say to our listeners to kick off this session? Yeah, what I would say is that we all we already know that mindset is the the genesis of everything that we're experiencing in our life. The way that we think about ourselves, the way that we think about other people is creating the reality that we currently have. And even with us if we have like a team, if we have a crew, then we've noticed that when we hire on character, we can train for the rest. You know, so we already we already recognize the importance of who somebody is and how they think as being superior to the skills they actually have. That's very true. You know, hire the person, yeah. train the skill, right? That's a common go. ism in small business. Yeah. So, so those of us who maybe balk at, you know, mindset, the irony is that we're already behaving as if it matters because it does matter because it does matter. Yeah. You could um, say hire the mindset, train the skill. Yeah, that's right. I mean, who we who we when we say hire the person, you know, train the skill, we're really talking about how the person thinks, how they make decisions, who, what they value, right? Well, that's what character is. Like, how are they? What do they really believe? Yeah, it's your core beliefs, your frame, mm-hmm. the way you view the world, it's the that's pillars right. that hold up everything that you are. That's right. So we already recognize that that is. Uh, incredibly valuable to our business in terms of a crew. So now it just comes down to us being able to acknowledge the fact that everything in our life is a direct result of what we believe. Mm-hmm. And what we believe is, of course, hinging on our identity, which is a whole other bigger subject that you and I will dive into another day. I love all this stuff because, you know, yeah. 
a lot of people, I probably most people believe lots of things that are absolutely not mm-hmm. true, but mm-hmm. to you, it's true. And so therefore it shapes and bends everything in your life. You know, people that, I don't know, have you ever heard the saying that, you know, every thief, like, well, let me back up. You can only see the world through your own eyes. And so what that means is people that are thieves think everyone's trying to steal from them or people that, that cheat on their spouse are paranoid that their spouse is cheating on them. And, and, and so it becomes real to you. Or if you think everybody's out, all rich people are bad, you'll find ways to see the world that way. Uh, how does that, how does that tie into pricing or to the small business owner? Yeah. So that was a beautiful segue because when we're in scarcity around pricing, so when we believe, you know what, Josh, you're, uh, this is a, this, this sounds nice, but where I live, nobody will ever spend more than what they're already spending. It just doesn't happen. People don't spend money on this stuff. Yeah. Um, the more we, the more we buy into that, the more it will affect our own experience as well. So um, the way to break out of it, of course, is to start from the inside out and to start stepping into abundance and stepping into this new belief, trying on this new belief that maybe money isn't such a scare resource after all. And then maybe there's a lot of it kicking and floating around. <laughs> and, and the best way that I recommend for somebody who's listening to this to start to step into that and again, this is a way that's very low risk. It doesn't you know, compromise your family's future or anything like that, but is to start to actually be in abundance in the direction of the things that you already value. So for example, if you really like you know, olives, maybe up till now you've gone to the grocery store and you picked up a bottle of, you know, a little jar of olives that are kind of like a middle of the road olive jar. Maybe it's like six bucks for, you know, olives from Greece that have been flown in in a little jar. Um, What I would invite you to do is actually go over to the deli counter and buy the expensive, ridiculous olives. Like buy the olives you actually truly want if you had the money, right? Like buy, spend like $14 on a smaller container of those olives and just see what it feels like to make an investment in the direction of what it is that you love. And you'll see that like the world doesn't end and the sky doesn't fall and, you know, the bank doesn't call and things don't crash and burn just because you're, you're spending a little bit more. In fact, take note of how your experience as the consumer is elevated and upgraded because of the opportunity that that delicate counter get created for you to be able to move closer in the direction of what you love and to do a little bit of self-signaling that that you're worthy of being able to experience that desired outcome. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. I I love one of the reasons I, well, I don't love airplanes and the airports and all that, but my favorite part when I travel is when we're coming into land and I look down and it reminds me, and which is so easy to lose sight of when you're in your hidey hole and you're in your cave and you're in your routine. It reminds me how big the market really is. Um, I spoke at an event in San Diego a few years ago, and it was at this like restaurant resort thing. And the whole harbor was full of at least six, $700,000 boats were like the crappy boats. And there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds just at this one marina. And there's 
tons of marinas and and that's one tiny embryonic spot in one town in one huge country i mean money is everywhere but it doesn't feel like it is if you don't have any and it doesn't feel like the market has resources when you don't mm-hmm. i mean i like the the olive thing because it's a practical way to to try to try on the mindset like you said what else can people do that's right Yeah. And what that does, just to make sure they don't miss the point, is that what that does is gives you a glimpse into the experience of your customer when you give them the chance to invest at a higher level. Ooh, ooh. That's a writer downer. Yeah. In the direction of your services, right? You know, so whatever it is that, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, we went to a, a Mexican restaurant here in Dallas. We just recently moved to Texas and we're having fun. And we went to this restaurant. It has 2,000 five-star reviews. It's called Mexican Sugar. And lots and lots of Mexican restaurants down here. We love Mexican food. And my kids, you know, because we talk about this stuff, the, the, the cup that they put the water in had texture on it, had little bumps on it, had texture. You know, the water was poured out of a, a dedicated water glass bottle instead of just they bring you water in a plastic cup the the waiter when he gave us our straws he hit it against his hip to poke out the straw to the wrapper and let us without touching the actual straw and let us pull it out these little nuanced things you know and it wasn't crazy expensive but the perceived value the ambiance the the money they invested in the lighting the weird quirky fixtures and the the decoration everything had been thought through and it literally creates joy in me as a customer. And it does so in a way that makes me happily pay whatever the bill was. It was like 250 bucks. We had our in-laws with us. Actually, my in-laws bought that meal and uh, I didn't know they were gonna. I said, oh, are you sure? Because it was it was pretty expensive for some tacos. You know what I mean? Um, but it was worth it. And that kind of ties to what you're saying, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you loved it. You didn't resent it. You were happy loved to. Loved it. Loved it. And what's interesting is that you kind of you kind of contradicted yourself a moment ago. You said it wasn't crazy expensive, and then you said oh, it was a little bit high for tacos. I mean, it wasn't to so, me, but but then I remember my in laws actually bought it. I always try to buy everyone's meals, but they got me. You know, they had already given their card to the guy. You know how it is. And uh, then you felt a little bad. Then I felt I felt bad that they were paying it but I wouldn't even have thought about it if I was paying it. Right. Okay. So if that Mexican restaurant was my client, I would actually, you know, if I came across anecdotal experiences like this of happy customers like you, I would say, Hey guys, we're, we're dropping, we're actually messing up here because Josh would happily pay more and still be happy. So the sweet spot we want to get the customer in is for them to say, Oh man, like, that was a little expensive, but a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. You don't want them like to that's say that's the upper limit. <laughs> that's the upper limit we want to get into. That's perfect. Cause whenever a customer tells you, um, like you give them your price and they go, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Sign me up. You know, you've really screwed up because you exactly. want them to kind of look at it and go, Ooh, <sighs> all right. Okay. okay. Right. Let's go ahead and do it. You know, it's like, you're right on that razor's edge of, Ah, all right, let's go ahead and get it done. And uh, and so many people are leaving money on the table. You know, that's <laughs> it's a depressing thing to hear. That's it? Awesome. Let's do it. You're like, crap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's we have to remember that we're, 
we're actually physiologically improving and up-leveling the experience of the client with our service when we charge them more money. Like we're affecting their interaction and engagement with their investment. 100%. Well, the, the way I've explained this to people and fill in the gaps is people consume based on people consume things differently based on how valuable they think it is. So, exactly. so the exactly. way that I tasted the water that was poured from the glass bottle in the textured cup, I paid more attention to it, to the, the balance and the flavor and the whatever. And I'm not being all weird. I'm just saying you literally savor things when you think they're valuable and you don't even think about it when you think it's not valuable. You know, another example is like lobster used to be like, you know, homeless people food back in the day, and now it's expensive. So when you take your little bite of lobster, you, you pay attention to it and you chew it different and, and you literally derive more value. Actual, this isn't just head games. It actually is more satisfying <laughs> to consume yeah. a product that is more valuable. Yeah. I bought a pair of my wife yeah. has been yelling at me about my wardrobe and because I don't put a lot of effort into the way that I dress, I just never have. And she said, you know, you really need to do that. So she bought me a pair of uh, $800 Gucci shoes. And I didn't even go, she's like, she just went to the store and got them and brought them back. And uh, I don't buy $800 shoes, you know, it's in, out of a whack with my identity, right? So I felt so <laughs> weird putting them on. However, I... Yeah walk differently in them, right? I keep them clean. Yeah. I can still yes. use the product different. It changes you. It does. You, you transform thanks to Gucci. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And do you resent the 800 that? No, no, I actually, I like it. And, and I'm going to continue down that path actually, because you know, like we didn't just buy the shoes. We bought some expensive shirts. You know, I bought mm. a set of t-shirts. You know, they're like $75 for a t-shirt type of thing. And there's $250 mm. t-shirts. There's $1,000 t-shirts. And it's interesting. Mm. So it's been, it's been fun playing with it. Uh, and I like it. Mm. So I'm going to do more of it, to be honest. Right. Okay. So everything that you're seeing in Josh's experience right now, that the potential for your client to feel that way about you already exists. All you have to do is allow yourself to believe that if you create a legendary experience, and I mean, we'll get into this in the last section on mastery as to what that means for them. But if you were to create an experience that they just simply cannot re replicate or obtain anywhere else, you, you, up-level their experience of being alive. So I'm going to use a really weird word now. Um, when you deliver a world-class product at a sky-high price point, but that's still within that range of them saying, oh, it's a little bit expensive, but oh, it's actually an act of love for your customer. You are being generous with them. You are being thoughtful of them. You're caring for them by creating that opportunity for them. And a Ooh. big part of the experience, it hinges on the price tag. It has to be high for them to be able to actually create and experience that. I imagine that this is 
probably hard for some people to listen to. Um, yeah. I can, wrong. It, it's, it does, but I mean, I can validate it f- from the perspective of someone who's sold millions of dollars of information products over the years, right? Courses, masterminds, live events, you know, coaching. And, and what I've found is that if you don't properly price information, people get no results from it. And, and what's interesting is you can have a $20 book. I'll give you the example of Russell Brunson, right? So he has a $20 book. It, it teaches every single thing he knows in the book. And people do it and they don't implement it, right? But then he'll have a $1,000 course that teaches the exact same thing that's in the book, but it's $1,000. And a larger percentage of people get a life-changing result from it. Well, then he could do a two-day live event where he teaches in person the exact same thing that's in the book that's in the course. And that's $3,000 or $5,000 and a larger percentage of people. But it's the same exact thing, but the delivery system's different, which radically changes the result the person gets. When I first launched uh, my my course, the Automate Grossell Bootcamp, everybody I knew in the industry said, no one's ever paying $1,200 for a course in this industry. They don't have it. You know, this these are... $20 people, $50 people. And I just wouldn't hear it. And I said, no, I'm not selling it for less than that. And it should be more than that. But because I, I did that, thank God, it got a huge uh, result for a lot of people. And I, I think exactly. that generally points to what you're saying. Yeah, I heard it said the same way. When people pay, they pay attention. Yeah. And if you had sold that course for you know $29 online instead of $1,200, they would have watched half of the first video and they would have downloaded one worksheet and then the rest they would have got to later. And guess what? Nobody's life would be different today. Yeah. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have helped me or them. And nobody wins with the money that we made from that. What, what happened to it? Did I buy 16 hot tubs? No, we built other companies. We built our software. We automate or sell now is this big thing. We have 16 conquer coaches. We have hundreds of people in the mastermind. We have, like all this infrastructure, annual events in Lake Tahoe and all that, like none of that happens if I do the $29.99 course. It all disappears. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And a, Yeah. And I just want to say for a moment, if, you're, if your genuine desire for whatever it was, but if it was an aligned, genuine desire to ring your castle, actually you moved out of the castle to Dallas now, to ring your new Dallas home with 16 hot tubs. I would celebrate that for you as well. Like if that's truly <laughs> what you wanted, I'm not kidding. Like if yeah, like no, I, not, there, there's no shame, there, there's no shame no, in that. If that's what you truly desire. You I, I agree. I agree. I just think yeah. it's interesting. Like, I guess the service company that charges a top shelf price and they're trying, they, they're, they're listening to you right now for them to make egregious and copious amounts of more profit that's not the end of the story, right? You're, you're going to be able to reinvest into your company. You pay higher wages. You're going to buy bigger homes and hire other service companies to serve you. Like the ripple effect of this goes far beyond just making more profit and saying, ha, 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 yay me. Like it's, it's really deeper than that. Yes, exactly. So this is all part of mindset. This is all part of the inner game around pricing that we need to lean into and develop skills around. And I want to point out something else that happens when you create that experience for your client at that level, at that highest possible price point. Because that's what I want for you as the listener of this. I want you to be the Bugatti. Um, When you do that, 
The other person that transforms is you as the vendor because it demands of you that you up-level yourself in your own deliverable and your own engagement with your work and the client to a degree that has never been in existence until now mm. because you have the space to do so and because the, the expectation is now there. So you're upgrading yourself as well. And as you know, I mean, Josh, I know you believe this in the heart of your hearts, that when it comes to who we truly are, how we do anything is how we do everything. Mm. And so that's going to spill out into every other part of your life. So there's transformation. There's like this dynamic transformation, self-actualization that happens for the client, for you and the people that you love and all the people that work for you, like Josh said. And all the people that, you know, create all the products that you're going to invest in and consume and enjoy all those experiences as well. So it's like, it's a beautiful thing. It truly is a beautiful thing rooted in love that creates wealth and abundance and an upgraded human experience for everybody when you step into it. Hmm. Beautifully said. I mean, we've talked so far about just to recap the meaning of price and the meaning of price goes far beyond surface level. You know, it can be family tree changing, dream yielding, you know, serious momentum creating results when you go after bigger prices, period. And then you talked about the mistakes people make, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and just all the head trash that people have and why they're pricing too low, the, 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 the invalid but logical justifications they tell themselves, right? And then now we're talking about mindset. And you're telling people, if you had to summarize it in mindset, <clears throat> what are you saying? What's the bottom line that they need to try on a new identity, like you said? Like, tactically speaking, what's your call to action here for people? My call to action is to let go of the baggage you have around being greedy and to realize that it's really about love instead. This is a move rooted and driven by love. The opposite of greed, in fact, the absolute. So some people would feel guilty buying the $14 olives, right? And you're saying that that's, that's irrational and that's just a programming well, are we saying selling them or buying them? Selling the $14 olives? or I guess it'd be both sides, right? So if someone that's going to struggle with this would feel weird, kind of like how I felt when we bought the $800 Gucci shoes, where I'm like, ah, this isn't me. You know, I don't know. This is weird. Mm. You know, douchey people do this. I don't want to be that. Mm. You know, rather than saying, these are pretty nice shoes. Oh, handmade in Italy. Oh, interesting or whatever. Like, I, mm. I don't know. <clears throat> so you... They probably feel bad on both ends. Yeah, if we have any issue around any sort of luxury being douchey, and I'm not saying that you do. And I, I, I think I no do. Idea. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I still okay. have stuff like this, right? So we have more resources than I ever would have imagined, you know? And yeah, this is an issue, you know? Um, yeah, you have. Yeah, so... So that's going to continue to, to kind of limit your ability to create magic, you know, until you kind of overcome that. I can't wait. I mean, if you've created what you've created so far, even with this baggage, then I'm excited for the world when you actually learn to overcome it. 
<laughs> because you're gonna well, I've overcome a lot real. of it, but there's there's like levels <laughs> to it. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you could be a guy who can charge the ten thousand dollars an hour and still feel weird about charging a million. I mean, I think there's like there's like right. steps to it or something. Yeah, um, that's right. And until we do, I think that's all it takes, really. Is that there's always discomfort until we do it, and then we're like, oh, I didn't turn into an evil, terrible gross disgusting human <laughs> and my wife still loves me and i can still and i just gave a hundred thousand dollars to this charity over here and that felt pretty cool and nobody my friends don't hate me although i will say that that that's a big part of it is that our when you do and i'm sure josh you can speak to that but when you do step into another level of abundance you break the world of the people around you yep it because is, you mess with their status quo. Yeah. And you have to be willing. Again, this is mindset. You have to be willing to risk that. Yep. Because that there's a high likelihood of people very close to you now that will not be excited when you start to, be, because maybe up to now you've been the funny one. You've been the kind one. You've been the warm one. You haven't been the rich one, the wealthy one. Right. And so when you be, when you become the wealthy one, you, 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 you disorient their GPS now. Of their status quo, <laughs> and, now, and you you mess with their world, right? And we don't like any disruption to status quo generally. Oh man, that is so good, so true, man. It's it's painful yeah. because you outgrow people, and yeah. uh, it's part of the game, though. You know, it's part of part part, part yeah. of how it works. You know, and to see a five foot ten people, if you're five foot eleven, you stand out. It's easier to tear a person down than it is to pull them up. I mean, there's lots of analogies. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, be very cautious of people who don't cheer when you win. And, uh, yes. you know, it gets lonelier the more you achieve in a way, because you can't really share it with people as easily. Right. You know, well, not everyone. That's not exactly with not, not everyone. everyone. Yeah, with not everyone. So that's right. That's that's a good point, man. And yeah, yeah. And the antidote, and the antidote to that, which you've experienced firsthand, is that you know, remembering, guess what? There's about eight billion humans kicking around, and you can find other ones that are just as awesome that are cheering for you with the wins. You just have to kind of be willing to to kind of trade trade friends, you know, old friends for new friends, mm. and the people that you surround ourselves with massively affect what we believe we're capable of and what we believe good people can create. Yeah. Well, it goes and back. I, I think in the last episode you were talking about what normal is to the kid of a fireman. Exactly. exactly. Whatever. Yeah. It, it's when, when making a million dollars a year in personal income feels normal to you, you're going to get real close to making a million dollars a year in personal income. It's not, it doesn't and feel, it feels almost effortless in, in, a, in a weird way because it's normal. It's just what you do. It's what everyone around you does. Yes. Yes. And you probably won't make more though. That's a twist, right? No, you probably won't make, cause you're, cause you think ah, it's, that's normal. That's normal. Right. Like a million is normal, but 10 million. No, oh, that's, no, like that's the greedy, snaky, exploitative <laughs> dude. Like, yeah, right? Yeah, like, there's I, levels to it. I, there's levels. Like I have a friend. He, I, uh, yeah, okay. So I'll say new, like acquaintance slash friend. Like we're becoming closer. He used to be a neighbor here in my condo. He moved about 20 minutes away. He's a hedge fund guy. And he, he messaged me a couple months ago because he just ordered a brand new Ferrari F8. 
um, to celebrate the fact that he made 10 mil no, he made $30 million in the previous 10 months profit. And so he bought himself a little, you know, four or $500,000 Ferrari, whatever it is. Um, but just seeing him message me that on Facebook messenger, like, just like, Oh yeah, like I just did 30 million in 10 months. Like that was like, that's a really cool thing to have somebody just casually message you, you know, like it's not a huge deal. He didn't record a video and put it on Facebook. He didn't want the world to know. He was just like, it's a be like me telling you that I had steak yesterday. You know, he's just like, oh, yeah, like I just made 30 million in 10 months. Like it was pretty cool. I bought myself a little F8. Like no big deal. Like that's well, I, not- I think it's a big deal in the sense that the trust he has for your relationship with, with you, because that's not a message you can yeah. send to anybody. Right. Um, fair, fair. And, and it's, and it's, and it's so relieving for him to be able to have a guy to celebrate with knowing that 99.9% of the world would be totally uncomfortable with that, knowing that you would be way to go, man, let's do 60 million yeah. next time. You know, like he, that's what he needs. And he probably feels very isolated in that. I don't know, but. Or he has hedge fund buddies that it's, they're all making, you know, great money. So they're all buying Ferraris. And this is what we forget. Like there are people at every level playing, right, Josh. Yep. And they're, they're, yeah. So all we have to do as, as vendors is figure out, where are the people that love spending money on the thing that we have? That's all. Well, I'm excited to get into that because, you know, what people are going to want is the tactical, you know, the theoretical, the metaphysical, the mindset that is the key. But at the same time, I'm excited for you to, to share some ideas on execution, positioning, timing, the follow-up, the framing, how do you anchor them to this and all the cool things that they can implement um, and if you're ready, we can, you know, wrap up this session. Um, and, and by the way, there's a link below this. Kevin's doing a training. Why don't you tell them kind of what it is and, and what that's all about. And I'll put a link below this so you can uh, check it out. Yeah, sure. So I'm doing a virtual intensive. It's half a day. It's five hours or so. And it's all about how service-based entrepreneurs like you are successfully raising their prices 73% to 900% higher during COVID without building a bigger team, um, working more, or acting like greedy bastards. That's basically it. <laughs> that is really compelling. So yeah, check that out. There's a you buy a ticket for it because then you'll actually pay attention. And uh Josh Latimer is not getting any money from you buying a ticket. Kevin actually messaged me and said, Hey, I'm doing this training. And I freaked out because I'm like, bro, this is needed so bad right now, you know, because you can quote unquote grow your business without hiring employees by raising your prices. You're not maybe growing the revenue, but you're doubling, tripling or whatever the the margin. Well, I guess you would grow the revenue too, but it's just a different way to look at it. I think it's really compelling. I th- I know it'll be top shelf, amazing content. And I appreciate you spending so much time to come on the podcast and tell everybody about it. So we'll wrap this one up. And then in the next one, we'll get a little bit more tactical on some things that you guys can do to move the needle in this area. We'll see you on the next one. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault. We'll